Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What is up, Field Street Form Radio is on the air after a brief reprieve from the weekly grind. Field Street Form Radio is back, ready to get at it. I am your host, The Real Dre, joined as always by Chase and Harry Dog. What's going on, buddy? We're on the air. On the air. I'm sorry, dude. These uh, State Farm commercials and Damian Lillard. Just the baby and the little walker. <laughs> that junk cracks me up, dude. <laughs> Have you seen him? I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. When they're doing the, uh, like it's a sitcom or whatever, and like um, DeAndre Jordan is the is the wife and in the wig and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen one. Freaking Damian Lillard looks hilarious with the, and Kevin Kevin Love like a teenager or whatever, and then all skinny. Oh, well, anyway. So, what's been going on, man? Oh, man, just go on. Uh, I know you've been super busy with the fieldstreetforum.com, the keeping up with the chat, keeping up with the front page that everybody goes and checks out. Man, they better. I'm going to start rocking heads if they don't. <laughs> Tons of articles, dude. All every, every day. I don't know how you do it. Um, you know, I've got it down to like an exact science almost, where it doesn't take long at all to do it. <laughs> Pretty great. That's good, man. Um, man, but we, you know, I guess we're, we're kind of in a kind of a lull, I guess you could say, as far as recruiting goes. Man, it's um, like slow recruiting and slow football news, dude. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of gave it a rest last week, kind of rested our vocal cords for for a week and check it out and see what we can do to get caught back up and see what's going on this week. We may even have a short week this week, to be honest, depending on uh, what kind of topics we get on and how much rambling we get to doing. Uh, Come on, man. I never rest my vocal cords with that. That's not fun. (laughs) You know, gotta talk some kind of smack, some kind of trash to somebody. Yeah, you gotta talk smack, man. Come on. Uh, foreshadowing. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, recruiting wise, Georgia been hosting a lot of kids each weekend. But have they had any kids coming up during the week as well, or anybody you know of? Yeah, I mean, there's. It just seems like there's somebody there at least once a week during the week and and then during the weekend too. Like when uh when Davis Mills came up and got his offer, that was during the week. That was on a Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And then he visited uh Stanford last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mills did. 
And I would think, I mean, I mean, you look at it like UCLA, Michigan State too. I think it's, I think it's going to come down to Stanford and Georgia. Right. Yeah, that's kind of a that's popping up more and more here lately. Georgia and Stanford going after kind of similar kids. I guess being a, you know, honestly one of the few. Well, I won't say few, but I guess it's getting fewer and fewer pro-style offenses. You know, you kind of tend to start going after the same kids. You know, for for your for your program for to fit your style of, of offense, um, and it's also the similar kind of you know character kids that that both schools are going after too. Yeah, I mean, we actually give a crap about our academics, so that right. counts for something. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did like seeing, you know, the offer, like you said, the offers going out to some kids that maybe I think a lot of people were wondering when an offer would go out or, or um, hoping an offer would go out for some of these kids, you know, because they get a lot of, especially these, some of the in-state kids. Uh, what, what were some of the other offers recently that have gone out? Oh, gosh, man. Um well, one of the most interesting ones was uh, 2018 quarterback, Emory. Emory oh, Jones, I think that's his name, yeah, yeah. dual threat guy. Right, right. Yeah, um, that got a lot of attention. In fact, he was even a little bit surprised, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Does that give you, do you feel like, Kirby's going to start going that way more and more. You know, he's got Eason now, but he's also, you know, you got Fromm that they're kind of trying to go after for 17. He's more of a pro-style guy. And is he kind of try to bring in a, a kind of have a, a threat for both styles of offense, you think? Hey, that's the thing with Kirby. The, uh, I know everybody was like, what the hell? And some people were upset when he brought in Cheney. And they were like, who's this guy? You know, blah, blah, blah. You heard all the crap. And my first thought was, he's got to coach against this guy. If he's hiring this guy, this guy's given him problems before. Right. That's why he's hiring him. So that was my first thought. Yeah. And so I think he's doing the same thing as far as quarterbacks go. I think right now, you know, I mean, we recruited for the pro style. That's what our kids right now fit. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to run. But I said, I think down the road you might see, I don't think we'd switch just full force option like Auburn or any bull crap like that. But, right. you know, I mean, I think you can see us move a little bit more away from the pro style. Because, I mean, you're looking at 2017 guys that we've offered that are dual threat guys and 2018 now. So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's given them problems in the past. Deshaun Watson ran up and down the field on them. Yeah, kind of more of a you know, average style offense, kind yeah. of bringing in a little of each. Which, I mean, that's what Cheney's known for also. You know, he had Tennessee where he had, uh, what's his name, Cornell Patterson and DePrick Rogers. Right. And, you know, they, they kind of threw the ball a lot, and then, you know, he goes to Arkansas and has two thousand-yard rushers in the same season. Right. So, I mean, you know, he... You know, he kind of caters his offense around the, the players he has, which I think is great. Right. Because, I mean, no matter who comes into Georgia, I think 
to be the coach or leading the offense, I feel like it's always going to start with a strong, you know, running game foundation. So whatever you can add to that for the quarterback, be it dual threat, be it just a pure pocket passer, that that running game is going to is going to be your foundation and, and be where you start with your offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I, don't, I mean, I really don't think we'll ever go like like we said, like full option or full spread or mm. any crazy stuff like that. I think it'll probably always be built around like a strong running game. Yeah, and talking about 18, <clears throat> I have, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Trevor Lawrence stuff. Is, is he more in the line of a pro-style pure pocket guy or does he, oh, is yeah, he yeah. athletic enough to do to run as well? No, nah, he, he's more of a. He's, I mean, you know, I mean, he has, you know, he's not like a Peyton Manning just standing there and not going to run anywhere. But mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's more of a pocket guy. Right, right. Because that's the thing is, it's tougher and tougher to find kids like that that are pure pocket passers or pure pro style passers. Because look at the high school game. I mean, three quarters or maybe even more. Are going to a spread style attack. Oh yeah, or yeah. A, a read option style attack. You know, what I mean, because it's so much easier in high school to to groom or or to put a put your best athlete back there, that quarterback, and just uh, say, all right, you're going to run these what ten, twelve plays, roughly. Occasionally, we'll chunk it deep. You know, because usually kids have strong enough arm to chunk it fifty, sixty yards sometimes. And uh, I don't know about the accuracy part of it, but they have the arm strength. But then you put the, the your best athlete back there and go to work, you know? Well, the big problem with finding somebody that can do it all. I mean, you know, just, just find somebody that's 70 yards upfield and run a 4-3 and 6-5 and about 240 and put them out there. Right. It's not that hard. Right. And like, like I said, you know, make one one read or two reads at the line of scrimmage, whether he keeps it or hands it off. And that's you know, there's not a ton of of things that the quarterback has to really look for other than that. And and so hey, yes, you mentioned uh, Trevor Lawrence. Since it's a slow weekend and all that, we'll give we'll give everybody something to talk about and probably piss a few people off too. <laughs> well, I'm Bold prediction. We'll start off with a bold prediction. How about that? Okay. Bold prediction. Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than Jacob Eason. What? Is better than Jacob Eason. At this point? His junior year and Eason's junior year, I'd say, yeah. Okay. Nah, that's pretty bold. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, watch this dude. I mean, what do you, what do you see? What do you see in Lawrence that that Eason did not do, or was it just that he does it? Everything? I mean, Eason. I'd say Eason probably has more of a cannon, but as far as just the all around quarterback, I think Lawrence has him. Hmm. Like I said, I haven't I haven't watched a, a lot of his film. I'll, I'll just say I haven't watched any of his films. Just put it that way. And uh, I'm trying to get to caught up it. on seventeen. <clears throat> I mean, does he have like all the different? 
How about this? Is one reason you feel that way because of the level of competition that he's playing against, being in the state I'm of Georgia? I'm that's part of it. I think he's, uh, he might be a little smoother than Eason, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eason's got a rocket arm. I mean, don't, I mean, that's not to take anything away from him, but, right. I mean, this kid, this kid's a real deal, dude. Right. I mean, he's got it all. Yeah. I mean, he's already, what, 6'5", right? Yeah, I mean, he's already got the height like Eason. He's already got the size like Eason. He can throw a deep ball, but he can just put it on a dime anywhere. He's got the short, the intermediate. He's got the head. He's got the brains. I mean, I think he might be better, dude. I don't even think he uh, might be better. This thing's better. Right. (laughs) All right, man. Send your uh, email. Send your tweets to uh, at Field SC Forum. Uh, I'm telling you, he's better. <laughs> and I thought that even when I thought he was going to Tennessee. <laughs> How now that has changed? Well, is the perception changed? I should say. A lot of people kept saying, and it, it was frustrating because it's you know we're talking a 2018 kid, and everybody's. I've seen several people writing him off already to Tennessee, and I'm like, I know there, you know, there may be some familial ties there or whatever, but you can't write off a kid in the state of Georgia two years in advance of when he's going to sign or commit to another school. I don't think. Well, I think I think the main thing was he grew up in Tennessee and all that crap, and right, you know, he talked him up a lot and and all that, but I don't know about that now. We'll see. Yeah. I don't, if we if we get this kid, if we get him in 2018, I don't ever want to hear anybody again talk about where's Jim Cheney recruiting and what he's <laughs> doing in recruiting. If he helps us keep Jacob Eason and then snags Trevor Lawrence, nobody's right. ever allowed to say a word about his recruiting, <laughs> ever. Or anything bad about... <laughs> No, I mean, you can tell this sway caller because we haven't seen that yet. But as far as this recruiting goes, and people complaining about it, and like all the recruiters are here and they're here, and nobody's saying anything about Cheney. Oh, he's just bringing in top star quarterbacks. That's all the hell he's doing. Come on. Play a word about my boy Cheney. Yeah. That's right. I'm just saying, right. if he does, nobody's allowed to say anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be quite a quite a uh follow up. And tell me this, do you feel like do you put as much pressure on 2017 quarterbacks if you really want to bring in a, a top two or three quarterback in the country in, in 18 considering you oh, already yeah. have Houston Oh, you bring them in every year, dude. They just right. have to know there's going to be competition everywhere. Right. I mean, you look at next year, we're losing Grayson Lambert. Could right. lose Bryce Ramsey. He's, you know, as a graduate transfer. If he doesn't right. start this year, then, I mean, I haven't been told anything or heard anything or anything like that, but, I mean, if it were you and you're the back of the quarterback for however long new coach came in, you didn't start. I mean, he's probably gone, I would say. I mean, I would guess, but, but that's just a flat-out guess. Right. So, I mean, that would leave Jacob Eason as the only scholarship quarterback we have on the team. Right. So, I mean, you got to bring in 2017. 
you don't just bring in somebody because Ethan's there and you might get Lawrence. You bring in somebody to start. You always bring in somebody that you think can push or be better than the guy that you already have. And that's how you win championships. Yeah. Because there's just too much what if scenario. Yeah, I mean, what if Jacob Deason gets hurt and you just bring in some guy that you normally wouldn't have offered before? Now you have your starting quarterback that can't throw a 20-yard pass. Does that right. sound familiar? <laughs> I've had well, we've we've discussed quarterback eight hundred times on here, so I'll oh, hold off because I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just about to I'm say, just man, saying, I, I, bet, I mean, the uh, uh, like the situation we've been in, because if you do, then we just won't offer anybody in twenty seventeen. How about that? Because <laughs> I've had people that were saying the other day talking about how. They they felt like Lambert did a good job and everything. In the scenario, I'm not given, he didn't do a good job with what he has and who he had coaching him and what he was asked to do. Right. But it and doesn't, I'm not saying on him because I mean he seems like a no, really no, good no, no, guy. No, no. And, I mean you know, but right. no. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not really bringing up his. You know, doesn't really have the playmaking ability needed, I think, at that position. No, I mean, if you really want. Yes, he did a great job at, at managing the offense, I guess you could say, as far as not turning the ball over and that kind of thing. But yeah, he, did, he did a great need, job at not screwing up too bad. Right. We need. We just yeah. need an upgrade at the position overall, and hopefully that's what we've gotten with Ethan. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten upgrades. And other places we need to do, like offensive coordinator. Right. Just, yeah. And around him. I think yeah. talent yeah. around him, too, has improved. But, anyway. Which is what we've done in the past, obviously, doesn't say championships, because if it did, if it did we would have won one. Right. So, right. try right. something else. Right. I hear you, dog. Which is obviously what we're doing. Right. So we'll see. <laughs> hey, I am excited about uh, love the video they put out today, the winter workout video. Yeah, that and uh, when did the dark dark horse? Did you see that one? The dark horse video. Yes, yes, that was cool too. That was. But that was just Yo. like a fan thing. Yeah. This, this winter workout video, man. I like uh, I like a uh, Sinclair. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, we did talk to. Uh, oh, somebody has a good, good connection with the uh, strength and conditioning staff. Uh huh. And uh, there's a lot of talk about everybody about everybody being on the same page now. Okay. About how you know everybody kind of feels like. They can trust Sinclair and Ellis. To, you know they know what they're doing, and and there's a lot of talk about everybody being on the same page, right? Including like assistants and coaches and everything like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, all the basically all the way through, there's just a lot of talk about uh, just everybody being on the same page all the way through. Right. I mean, and that could be on purpose because you have so many years of turmoil. You know. 
grandpa didn't get along with such and such, and such and such hated grandpa, and everybody mm-hmm. hated Pruitt, and you know, you know how it goes. Right. And, I mean, it could be some on purpose, you know, trying to get that word out, but uh, it seems like we got a kind of cohesive unit there. I think that's a mm-hmm. big part of that on a football team about having yeah. a program. Because, I mean, that, that trickles into the players. I don't care what anybody says. Right. I mean, you can sit there and interview player after player, and, you know, of course they're going to say, oh, no, we, you know, didn't have anything to do with us. We didn't notice it, blah, blah, blah. And that's more crap to us. Right. Oh, yeah. How much uh, – have you have you seen some of those videos for players with uh, some of the explosiveness that's – How about from a sitting position – Three hundred and whatever pound Trent Thompson going from sitting, standing to a forty-two inch box jump in one motion. <laughs> yeah, I thought you probably saw that. That and uh, McKenzie. I don't think I saw McKenzie. Oh, dude, let me see if I can find it real quick. Just to. <clears throat> but he didn't fall. He didn't fall. Uh, let's see. I won't say the bad part about the guy that didn't, the player that didn't hear anymore. But we just don't want to trash people. Um, let's have two freshman standouts as far as the uh, working out are Nada and Cleveland. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're going off. That uh, Sanders, Bellamy, and Imac are also going off. Oh wow! Which leads me to, and I'll do an article on this and put it out there. My second bold prediction of the day. <laughs> How about Jake Gaines was defensive MVP, actually team MVP too, mm-hmm. last year. How about I'm going defensive MVP for next season? Gavin Bellamy. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's going to be in a key role, obviously, with, you know, filling in probably the Jordan Jenkins position on the offense, kind of being the leader in, you know, production. I'm I'm officially predicting it. Gavin Bellamy, offensive MVP. I, I, I can see that. I could also see is the other side of of the field being the MVP too is uh, then get Lorenzo Carter back on rolling like he needs to. Yeah, he's got a he's got a, he's got a few things he needs to work through, but I, I think he I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I love I love where we are right now with our with our outside linebackers, man. And and well, are you confident going into this season with our inside backers? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, Kimbrough, you know, whatever happened at the end of the season happened, whatever. You know, Carter kind of stays her, but I'm not even looking at those two. I'm looking at Roquan Smith and Natrez Patrick. Yeah. Natrez. That's nasty. Right. I'd say, I mean, I'd say as far as athleticism goes, you know, I mean, last year was their first year, so, you know, they have a deep defense coordinator, and, you know, I don't know how close the playbooks will be to being, you know, together or how close it is, but 
you know, I mean, they'll be on the same footing as everybody else, and these dudes are explosive. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are concerned about Roquan's size because, you know, Alabama tends to like those bigger linebackers, you know, bigger body types, I guess you could say, but I think Roquan's such a such an athlete. I think he's big enough. I, I mean, and they they usually have one that is, you know, a little smaller than others anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you'll see him running, and, and which that may not have even been all Kirby. Yeah, I mean, that should have been what Taylor wanted, you know. I mean, you never know. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just go flat off. Oh, Alabama's always ran two hundred fifty pound linebackers. That's exactly yeah. what we're going to do. Right, right. <clears throat> what is what is your biggest? What do you what do you feel like is your biggest takeaway from the uh, that you want to see in in spring camp? Well, I mean, you always have to go to the quarterback, man. Yeah. Especially and that's where you have to. You just have to start there. Quarterback and offensive line, or I guess right. what they are the biggest concerns. You want to see who we have and what they're doing, and can Ethan take the load early? I mean, that's my question. Right. Yeah, I, I agree on. I think offensive line maybe even to me more important this year. Transitioning to Pittman, you know, seeing what those what those guys. You know, see how much of it was maybe a, a lack of, of doing what needs to be done, you know, or, or what. I don't know. How does it end up, you know, who, 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 where does the fault lie for last year's lack of production and, and can this coaching staff and Pittman and, and uh, Cheney, you know, rectify well, that in, in one offseason, you know? I'll be honest with you. I think the main problem last year was, not necessarily having a good game plan together to play as a unit. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of your why you'll people think or saw that Greg Pike regressed so much. Mm-hmm. And well, so, and I saying, think I think that's actually one of Pittman's strengths, right? Is getting the guys all playing together, and plus was the uh, playbook supposedly going to be. A lot more simple. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think. I think you see them play better as a unit, to be honest, and be yeah. able to lean on each other more. I mean, I haven't gone back and looked a lot. Uh, I've seen a lot of you know the the straight on blocking that Pittman's done, but how much are we going to go back to? You think using more pulling guards, pulling tackles, things like that that we seem to be kind of be a staple of Georgia's offense. Prior to last year, you know, honestly, I don't know. It's real, I mean, that's that's another thing why why I was so excited about about Cheney when a lot of people weren't, or why mm-hmm. I wasn't as concerned is because he and Pittman have worked so much together before. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. I mean, not only to say we would have brought in. Uh, the dude from Notre Dame, whatever his name is. Or just like we would have brought in Clay Helton. Right. And then we would have brought in, you know, whoever, Crystal Ball or whoever. You know, I don't care. Right. Just make up two names that haven't coached together. Not only are they training the players on the new playbook, the 
offense coordinators, I wouldn't say training, but kind of getting having to get with the offensive line coach and say, you know, here's what I normally like to do. Here's what the linemen do in this situation, and here's what they do in this situation. Here's mm-hmm. what they need to do here and here and here. And, I mean, you're almost training the coaches, too, when you're supposed to. Right. But when you get two guys in that have worked together and worked well together for a long time, that's huge, dude. Yeah, because I asked, I've, I've got a couple of friends that are that are Tennessee fans, which we can talk about that later if you want. But, uh, um, and I asked them specifically, you know, what their thoughts were on Cheney, and and he said they said basically the same thing that it was kind of during when they had was it Eric Ainge, I believe it was the quarterback during his time, and and had him throwing the ball all over the field and, and really was a hard a hard matchup for a lot of teams. It wasn't necessarily the offense that, you know, led to Derek Dooley's downfall. He had uh, Bray, didn't he? Wasn't it Tyler Bray? Bray, yeah, that's who it was. That's who it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, nothing against Bray, but, I mean, you know, he wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world. No. I mean, yeah, those dudes leaning the ball all over the place. Right, right, right. Yeah, he um, and and that was what they said. He, they said, you know, great. They felt like he was a very strong offensive coordinator. So, you know, they weren't. I've they actually weren't. had uh, Tennessee people tell me the best thing that he ever did is create plays that Quarterell Patterson actually understood. <laughs> That's who we'll trash tonight. It's Patterson. Yeah. So the best thing he's ever done is create plays that he actually understood. It's basically getting the ball and let him make plays. Right. He's like, yeah. don't make him think, just get the ball and go. Right. So that's one of the best things he ever did in Tennessee. Wow. That's crazy, dude. Um, you're listening to Field Street Forum Radio. I'm your host, The Real Dre, joined tonight, Jason Harry Dog, talking a little Georgia recruiting, talking some spring ball, some expectations for spring. Um, just a little bit of a mixed bag of, of different things for everybody tonight. Since it's not a su- super busy time for strictly for recruiting or football talk, um, we can always talk a little basketball before we get out of here, too. <laughs> Oh, yes, please, let's do it. Please get me in that mood. Dear God. Tell me who our next basketball coach is going to be. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's uh... – now, has when is when are spring practices officially starting, or are they – I think the 15th, I think. 15th, okay. If I remember, I have the 15th. And then G Day, of course, is February the. Yeah, definitely, and then February. I'm sorry, April. Yeah. Let's see. I think 29th or 19th. There's a nine in there, I think. April 16th. It's the 16th. Where? Yeah. Where have I been? I don't know, dude. 93,000, baby. Let's go. <laughs> There was some confusion as far as the start time or kick time, but 
it is officially four o'clock now. So it kept coming out that it was going to be two o'clock, but it is officially four o'clock now. So um, prepare accordingly. Uh, Man, I told everybody it was four o'clock. People made me go back and look like I was stupid. And then, I posted what time it was four o'clock, and everybody was like, "What are you talking about? It's two o'clock." They didn't read the right here. I'm like, "No, they changed it. I know somebody told me." <laughs> um, now. Dirt. <laughs> is there going to be a Field Street Forum get together for G Day? Man, we and talk it, about it all the time, and then all we do is talk about it. I know. Sometimes it's so hard for me to get up there. I hate to like be kind of the one in the background planning it, but call and then not show up. Right, right, right. So I usually try to sucker somebody else into doing it. So who wants to be the sucker? Yeah. Well, we're looking at rooms and stuff, but, dude, I'll be honest, the, the hotels have learned that Kirby wants 93,000 people, people there in Sanford. So they, 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 are, uh, they are certainly taking advantage of, of Kirby's request and trying to make their, make their spring, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, we're, yeah, we're looking around. I still haven't made concrete plans definitely yet, but... It, it's definitely in the in the mix, so possibly maybe making an appearance. But well, like you heard it here first, Dre's planning the Phil Street Forum get together. So there you no, go. No, 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 no. There you I go. Actually, I think Swanee would be the one. He was talking about it earlier today. No, I said who's the sucker, and you were the first one to speak up. So no, there you go. No, no. Dre's got us covered. Not Congratulations. If gonna, not if I'm. One hundred percent gonna be. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Swanee, I nominate you and uh, Evil Dowdle and Evil Lauren to be the uh, the triumvirate of people planning the Field Street Forum G Day get together. Oh, and Mike Brooks. <laughs> he said he's going. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Because I know there might even be some barbecue involved if Swanee goes. So. Oh, yeah, it did say something about, uh, I think he said he's feeding everybody. I, I read that. I know it did. Yeah. And, and you know, no no worries about, you know, just bring your Georgia hat and be ready to go, man. He'll, he'll take care of everything from <laughs> he, he said he's he bringing all the alcohol, too, so... <laughs> I think he just said he's going to pay for everybody. That's what we just should do. He should just pay for all of our rooms to go there. And then we'll, we'll yeah, I mean, let's go. I mean, if we won't get it together, get it together. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Man, why do you have to bring up basketball? Are we going to make the NIT? I'm pissed off now. Hell no. Are you serious? Not even the NIT? No, I don't know. I mean, I Dude, does Lenardi make NIT bracketology? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> let me let me let me search that and see. Oh my God, there is one. Is there NIT bracketology? Holy cow! People have no life. Uh, <laughs> um. Yes, apparently, according to Big Apple Bucket. NYCBuckets.com, as of March 1st, 2016, they have Georgia as a sixth seed in the 
bracket with Gonzaga versus Boise State, North Carolina Wilmington against Clemson, Houston would match up with Georgia, and Creighton against Evansville. Okay, here's one. Here's one that I have. They have uh, this is bracketmatrix.com. This one has Georgia as the fifth seed going against Houston. The winner plays Richmond versus Gonzaga winner. Wow. With also Temple, UC Irvine, Stanford, and Evansville in their uh, little section there. Sheesh. Pretty. That's kind of weird how many similar teams there are in their little bracketology, for God's sake. And this one also has uh, LSU as a five seed. And five? Yeah, Georgia Tech has a two seed on our side. Georgia Tech. Yeah, they have. Uh, they started. Like, they beat like three, like really good teams in a row. Hmm. And then uh, Arkansas as an eight seed on the other side. Let's yeah. see. Any other? Alabama as a one seed on the other side. Ole Miss as a six seed on the other side. Wow. I really think then, Alabama. Oh, they also have uh, UCLA as a number two seed on the other side. Mm-hmm. And this will be uh, what's his face of last year? Oh, Tony Parker. Yeah, he's actually going to announce his commitment after the game. <laughs> Good lord! What's been longer, his career or his announcement ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one has. Uh, I mean, dude, honestly. Now you don't got me kind of fired up about it, but how are you even considered a, a six seed in the NIT? I don't know. How, if they don't beat, they've got to, they still got to finish up with South Carolina and Alabama. Man, we can't we can't even get a top seed in the top four seed in the NIT, man. Come on, I know. that's what I'm saying. That's not even like is that even let's see, sixty eight make the regular. I mean, you're talking like number 100, roughly. Well, so yeah, 68, and then there's four little sections of brackets with three uh, teams in front of Georgia. Yeah. So, 88. I mean, 80, 81st team. I mean, come on. Number 81, baby. <laughs> Good Lord. Just and uh, now. <laughs> Coming to you as the number 12 seed in the NIT tournament, your Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think they would host the game. They would have to, I guess they'd have to go to Houston to face, uh, face Houston. Yeah, we had to travel to Houston in the NIT. <laughs> we're, not talk, we're not exactly talking about five slamma jamma here, man. Come on. <laughs> what if Houston's coach makes $1.7 million a year? <laughs> Akeem Elijahwan and Clyde Drexler are not walking through that door. (laughs) (laughs) They they will travel there to play them. (laughs) They're getting confused with the football team. Oh, we got to watch Georgia. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Whatever, man. I I, I would – I don't know. Making that big (laughs) NIT run, baby. Yeah, I know. Thing is, they they count that as – I mean, yeah, that's postseason basketball, but come on. 
Uh, okay, but seriously, I know uh, an old Towers did his little post in the AJC about Fox being safe. And, oh, God, that's called BS, dude. I just don't Come see on. it. Especially, especially if we lose these next two, which is very likely. And then there's no telling what you're going to be. And that would put you at 8 and 10 in, in the conference to finish the season. I'll tell you this. 15 and 14 on the year? Well, the I know. I, I think, don't don't you think most people expected this team to, to make the NCAA tournament, of, you know, 8, 9, 10 seeds, somewhere around there even? And you, I was about to say, you know what? Screw the numbers. I don't care what the record is. I don't care what the NCAA or SEC record is. I don't care about all that. All I care about is our players aren't getting better throughout their four-year career, however long. Yeah. They're not progressing throughout their career. If anything, they're staying stagnant or getting worse. Our free throw shooting has been horrible for years. That hasn't gotten better. How many times did he take us to the tournament? Twice. Twice? Yeah. Did we win the first time? I mean, can you count? I mean, the first year was not his team, obviously. I don't think. Uh, he took us though, but so did did we win a game that year? No, we haven't won a we haven't won a tournament game. I think I looked. So we lost in the first round that year, right? So like since like two thousand two. Well, we've been to two tournaments and we won zero and two. And how many years has he been here? And even the NIT, I think they went one and one. I think oh my god! That. Remember they got blitzed by. Uh, Louisiana Tech two years ago. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to hire their coach then. <laughs> He's a Florida now. Uh, I honestly, I, like I said, you know, I I don't want to call for anybody's job. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously my first call would be, and he's, he's going to be due for a huge boost after this year, but, but Chris Mack at Xavier, he, remember I... Oh, my God, Dre. We're not getting Chris Mack from Xavier. <laughs> we're not. We're just not. Offer him two and a half million and see what, what he is. Um, we're just not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> but anyway, what about Rick Stansberry? Remember, he was Mississippi State coach for about, about a decade. What about anybody? I mean, here's the deal, though. Yes, I know folks care a lot less about basketball than they do football. So that plays a part. If we have the balls, I don't care if people give McGarity credit for doing it or the boosters getting behind it and making McGarity do it. I don't care who gets the credit. If we as UGA had the balls to fire Mark Rick, how do you not tell Fox thank you for what all you've done? Right. I just, I just feel like the team is not the program is not achieving, living up to its potential. I really think that their potential is there to be a tournament team. Well, that's what I'm saying, and and not as a team and not as individuals either. Right. Not as any of it. Right. Um, And people, I I call it their excuse, but their argument is that, oh, he's done better than any coach before him, but 
Okay, congratulations. You did your job, basically. Right. That doesn't mean you did a great job. That doesn't mean it's where it can't be. I don't even know if I buy that because is it better than when Tubby was here? Well, no. Basically, basically, he did better than the guy before him that sucked. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. You didn't suck. But your job is to not suck. Even Felton won the NCAA or the SEC tournament. That's <laughs> right. I mean, it's not you, the coach's job isn't to not suck. Right. Not at not at one and a half plus million dollars a year. Yeah. So it, it, there's. I just think there's certainly room for improvement. You know, maybe you give the guy till next year, bringing in those other kids. You know, to what is it, two top 100 kids or whatever coming in next year? I mean, do you see what he has then? But then, then the excuse is going to be, well, he has two freshman guards that are that are getting major minutes. You know, I mean, it's almost like there's never not, a great time to do it, you know? Not as big of a deal as it is in football, though. Yeah. I mean, you have tons of freshmen starting in college basketball. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not, no, that's not near as big of a deal. You throw that out there all you want to. That's just right. That's crazy. So we'll see. Well, I mean, what are we gonna like? I mean, understand we have those two, but I mean, if something happens, what are are we gonna be worse in recruiting? Right. I mean, what's like the big holdup? But I mean, do we have some big facility upgrade that won't be able to get done? Right. Now, how about this? What if, let's just say, let's just get crazy here and say Georgia wins South Carolina and beats Alabama these last two games, Thursday and Saturday. That would put them at 17 and 12, 10 and 8 in the conference. Do they have to win? I mean, I think you have to win a game in the tournament. And maybe that moves us up from a uh... – Five seed to a three seed in the NIT. <laughs> you don't think they get in the in the consideration for the NCAA tournament? Might get a home game that first uh, match <laughs> for the NIT. I mean, hey. And basically, <laughs> making the NIT tournament means that at best, you're the 69th best team in the nation. <laughs> well... I understand there's that large bits and all that. Some people kind right. of, you know, some teams don't. But just as far as the tournament goes, that means 69. Right. 68 <laughs> teams make it, and you're not one of them. Right. That's that's not acceptable to me. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know, dude. I just don't. I just haven't, like you said, you haven't seen the improvement. Hopefully we'll get it figured out the last couple of weeks or week of the season here. Well, I mean, and, and here's the other issue: it's it's not like we're playing in the stinking ACC, well, and we're yeah. playing Duke and North Carolina and Maryland and Virginia and all of these teams week after week and day after day. I mean, besides Kentucky, and they're even not as good this year as they were last year. Besides Kentucky, the rest of them kind of suck. Like, we're right. in the, of the Power Five conferences. We might be the weakest conference. I mean, let's just say 
finish off that Florida game. That Florida game at home was a very winnable game. You should not lose to a horrendous Auburn team at home or on the road. Just those two games flips it to 17 and 10, and then you definitely are in consideration for the for the NCAAs. Just two games that that were very winnable. I mean, I, don't even, I haven't even gone back to more than that, but it just seems like there's always something, man, where it where it's they well, never we, get over the. Anybody home. can basically come up with any hypothetical on how we could have or how we didn't have a chance and all this and all this. And to me, it just all goes back to we're not getting better as a team and then not getting better as players individually. Mm-hmm. We're just not. I mean, you can – I mean, if you bring in a team and, you know, they're all young and they're all new and you go, gosh, 12 and 15, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But those players are learning. They're learning to play well together. You know, they're all getting better. They're not shooting 60% from the free throw line anymore. You know, they're doing everything, and they're all, you know, you can just see the potential there that they're getting better. Mm-hmm. Then you throw the 12 and 15 out of the window, and you say, they're young, but they're getting better. We're going to make it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not happening as a team or as individual players. I just don't see them because, that much better. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it too, but is it not the same pattern? Almost every every game, but certainly there's there's multiple games every year where it's just the offense goes into an extended drought where they don't even score or maybe score five, five points in ten minutes or something. You know, I mean, we haven't even gotten to, we haven't even gotten into the coaching yet. Dear Lord, do you really want to start on that? <laughs> because uh, to me, that over that that speaks directly to the coaching. It's not just these players. I mean, it's 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 been every team that that he's had there, and I don't know why or what it is that he that is not getting through to these players. Why the execution completely wanes at certain times for extended periods of time? It's it's ridiculous. Well, number one, you bring in these athletes that a lot of them like to run the court, and you throw mm-hmm. in some boring triangle that obviously isn't working. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people without the ball are standing around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just ugly, dude. It's just, it's boring, it's ugly, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually, when something is actually, it doesn't work over a whole season. It works at times. So I'm not saying it doesn't work at all ever. Mm-hmm. But when it is actually working and or whatever's working and somebody hits fire, they're immediately pulled. Yeah. I I just I don't get a lot of it, dude. I mean a lot of it. Right. How you know do you remember me saying that before about the it's almost like they he runs the program they're almost at a Try to run the program like a, a mid-major runs their program, where okay, we've got an experience, we got juniors and seniors now. Our offense and our our team should should run, be able to run the offense and execute the way they're supposed to be. That that and that's kind of how a mid-major team runs with, you know, like a Gonzaga or you know, Pepperdine or 
uh, Butler, Creighton, all those schools, they tend to get better and make good runs in the tournament because they have, you know, quote-unquote experienced players that know the systems that the, the coach wants to run. And that I feel like that's what Mark Fox wants to do, but it's not happening even still. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to say or pretend to know all kinds of crap about basketball that Mark Fox doesn't. I just, I mean, I can watch it and know that something ain't working. Right. Right. I'm acting and say J.J. Frazier should be doing this or we should be doing this. I can say that when Kenny Gaines hit three three-pointers in a row, he shouldn't be put on the bench. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm smart enough to know that. I mean, if you want to pay me $1.7 million to keep Kenny Gaines <laughs> in the game, then feel free to do so. <laughs> Uh-oh. Just before we close up shop, Put this here. What's up, Calvin? What's going on, guys? What's man? We're back from last week. We had a little little respite, respite last week, so uh, figure we figure we get back on here since it's a little little slow time of the year. We'll go ahead and take a one week break, but we're back now. So glad you could join us. Yeah, I heard you talking about talking, talking about the basketball team. Yeah, man, we oh, are Lord. we are projected as a uh, in the NIT bracketology as a uh, six seed in the in the NIT, man. So we're things are looking up. Get <laughs> some of that NIT, baby. I tell you what, I know they're building an indoor practice facility, but they need to get a gym too. And, and, and no, I'm being honest. Until they get yeah. a, until they get a, a real facility, they ain't gonna get players, man. When the guys can go play. Uh, you know, in packed places and stuff like that. I mean, and they're right around the corner from you, maybe an hour and a half away, Gwinnett County, the Cab County, you know, that kind of stuff. And you got these seven-footers and stuff, and they won't come. You got some of the best guards in the country right around you. But then yep. a four-hour, uh, 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 you know, circumference, got kids out of South Carolina, everything that won't come because right. you're, 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 you know, you're, your gym is a gym. Your gym is a gym, not a, not a, you know, not a stadium. It's not a, you know, it's not a arena. Of, yeah, it's not an arena. I mean, so why would I come there? And you second fiddle to the football team, which a lot of which a lot of universities have been. But guess what? Their basketball team is not just as good, but close to it. You know, they're competing every year because they, you know, they put in a little money and. You know, they promote it a little better. Mm-hmm. See, I, just, I don't know coaching salaries. I, I mean, how many of these coaches make more than $1.7 million a year? It's a lot of them make big money, but I, I'm, it wouldn't matter if Mark Fox made a whole – he's got to recruit. And I don't know how he – I don't. his personality is not the personality that, that uh, recruits big-time players. And well, it, and it's you, not even like uh, – it's not even like some of the issues we've had getting the least recruits in football. I mean, yeah. in football, we've had guys that, you know, they didn't grow up in the state, you know, whatever. They grew up somewhere else. They yeah. want to go back home, you know, whatever. Yeah. It ain't even like that. I mean, and at least the football team, a lot of times, if you get them on campus, we can't even, it's like we can't even get these basketball players on campus. They won't right. even come. They won't they even They won't come. even visit. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, but, but if – 
tell the truth. Now, if you played if you played high school basketball and you looked on the sideline and you saw Mark Fox, Fox, and then you saw you know the offense that he run. I mean, I mean, you get to shoot it from way out, but I mean, the system that he runs is not exciting to a kid Anybody. To get out. Yeah, exactly to old Hell, people. I mean, Larry Bird, Bird don't even want to play in that offense. <laughs> they have to shoot it from way out, usually because the shot clock's running down to under five. So. And everybody's well, under six foot seven. Everybody on the yeah. team is six foot seven and, and, and below. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, they they don't get big men, no quality big men. You got all these guards that's undersized, and you're trying to play three guards at the same time. And you're already undersized. You got one out there that's five eight that can shoot the lights out of it though. Right. He's he's there a was, There was one year I actually really tried to uh I mean, you know, when I say really tried, I followed it a little bit. But basketball recruiting and it was like I can't remember what year, couldn't even tell you the name. <laughs> but it was like the number four player in the country, the number ten player in the country, and the number sixteen player in the country, something like that. So it was like three top twenty five players. Mm-hmm. All three from the state of Georgia. I hadn't heard anything about them moving in from anywhere else, Mm-mm. and we couldn't even get a sniff. No, I, not even yeah. to visit. I mean, that's why I was surprised Jalen Brown's name was lasted long enough with Georgia mm-hmm. from last year. And, well, and like, honestly, you... you mentioned it. You know, lack of height, but that's why it was so big to bring in a, a kid like Obede. Yeah. Who has some real strong potential, I think. Plus, and Mayton, but he's he's probably around six seven or so. Yeah, you know, but, but they, get, they they end up getting one. They will get one. They will get one superstar that comes mm-hmm. in. But then he comes in and plays for one year, and he's gone. If they could have kept any of them guys around, especially when they had like uh, what's his name, the the one that's at uh, at uh, Detroit now, KCP. If they could have kept him around another year, and mm-hmm. they had a nice little squad, but everybody left, and everybody right. plays one year and get out of there because it's like, look, we don't, I don't have nobody around me, but the rest of the guys are developmental guys that they take two or three wow. years to, to get to be able to play pretty good. But then the superstar guy that you have, because you got to have one of them guys, one guy that right. just can go out and give you at least twenty. In college, twenty equals thirty-five. You know what right. I'm saying? And right. so if you got one guy that can go do that and one guy that can give you 12 rebounds a game, this mm-hmm. a legitimate 6'10 guy, oh, man, you got a chance to win. But they don't mm-hmm. they don't seem to ever be able to get those big guys anymore. And what's frustrating to me, to me it all falls, you've got to be able to, if there's a kid that's a one-and-done, plans on being a one-and-done, I'll say, how can you not talk them into coming to – your school to a you're gonna you're gonna get the ball you're gonna put up numbers you're gonna get to spend one one year in Athens on on campus tons of girls tons of good time you don't even really have to do a whole lot if you're gonna be a one and done all you gotta do is stay eligible for for through Christmas basically and you're good I tell to them, get I tell them you gonna you gonna make it anyway at least play one year up the street exactly. from your family. You can play. One, you can play one year anywhere. The scouts are going to find you. Then, then go ahead. Why, why don't Why don't you go ahead and do it? Establish your name. If you make your name, like kind of like look at LSU and Ben Simmons. 
LSU's not any – I mean, obviously they've had a, a good history with, you know, Dale Brown, go back to those days. And of course, yeah. Steve Maravich, if you want to go further back, Shaq, yeah. uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, uh, Georgia, 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 but, history, Georgia history ain't that bad. It's not that bad. Right. It's just right. that the excitement around the program, there's no excitement. If you're going to pay 1.7 to him, you go ahead and pay 1.8. Eight or go to two hundred because there ain't, there ain't much in between those two numbers, and get you a young, energetic guy that's gonna be gung ho and come in and say some dumb stuff and, and go out and go after everybody's throat night after night, and mm-hmm. and, and now you got yeah. some excitement, you know. If he come in and just say something crazy and then get a couple of recruits, and then guess what? That's the excitement behind your program. But when right. nothing is ever being said and. Somebody can come into your, you know, come into your arena and beat you halfway to death. Right. <laughs> you right. know, with recruits there, with football recruits there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, look at, I mean, if you could, like you said, if you could get, especially this last year, you know, get a a top 50 kid in the, in the country. There, I mean, I don't know how many top 50 kids, top 100 kids are in the state. But, you know, and, and I guess you, I guess you could say he's supposedly doing that. Next year, with with a couple of kids coming in for next year that are that are, you know, top one hundred in the country. Mm-hmm. But if you can get that, it's all about that impression on, on these recruits' minds. If if you can see somebody else do it and make a name for themselves, and, and they do go to the NBA after one year, two years, then the next kid can say, "Okay, I can do that too." You can do that at Georgia. Well, you know, hold on. Well, here's the other thing. Top 100 in the country in basketball ain't the same as top 100 in the country in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm not saying guy. these guys aren't any good. I don't honestly, I don't know anything about them. I couldn't even tell you the name. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's five guys on the basketball court. Right. Well, but, top but, 100 in the country ain't quite the same as top 100 in the country in football. So it's not like we're bringing in, you know. These two guys, you know, Shaquille, it's like the program where we're bringing in Shaq and Penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, th- I just think the biggest thing, the biggest thing with, uh, with him, uh, it's just being unattached from AAU programs, high school mm-hmm. programs, uh, you know, and, and because if if you look, if you watch, if you watch any of the stuff, or you ever been around the AAU stuff. These guys are there. I'm talking about. I'm talking about all Patino them. They're there. If you look at some of the summer stuff, they're there. I'm talking mm-hmm. about at the arena in the big stage, and they're there. And they're not. They're not. They're sitting there, but they got an entourage around them, and they got the big Kentucky, whatever on, and the Louisville this, and you know they're talking big, and you've got them. In the same pan of the stadium, you see you see Mark Fox, but Mark Fox don't look like he's making. I'm just saying, you got to make some noise, man. With these young kids, you gotta be able to make some excitement. I would if if Mark Fox is bringing in two two guys in the top 100, no matter where they're at in the top 100, I'll make sure they sign early, and then I'll fire him. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'll make yeah. sure they early. I'll fire him. I'll bring in a coach that's going to keep those two and can go out and get the other two, get me two more that's unsigned and tell them the reason why they should come to Georgia because of the excitement and the and everything that I'm bringing into the program. Right. Uh, I mean, well, because, all right, all right look, look at the football team, whether you want to mark it fired or not. 
Exactly. Everybody knew something just wasn't there. Something was wrong. And now look, and it, and it didn't say in that Kirby Smart's already a better coach than Mark Rick, or already, even already a better recruiter than Mark Rick. Now, well, how you much don't hear that saying that. But well, how much I mean, you look at kid after kid after kid that has commented, it's different. Look at the excitement now. It's different. Look at that. That's all any of them are saying. Right. That's it. I mean, look, look at DJ, you know, a couple of weeks back, come out as, as the, you know, it was just a, a they they appeal more to the younger kids and, and stuff like that, you know. I mean, this, or they talk about this new staff. You know, it's yeah. not that he didn't like, obviously he, he liked the old staff, haven't been committed, but you know, he just said it was just a different, a, a more energy. I mean, it's just a, it's just all there is to it, man. I mean, he said, yeah, kind of like what you were saying, Calvin. You you, you kind of have to create a presence whenever you whenever you go somewhere. We say DJ said that they did what they they appeal to the younger kid. Yeah, what younger kid are you talking about? Appear appealing more to the to the recruits and stuff. Listen, he he, what he ain't understand is he's the veteran guy now. Right. He wasn't. He wasn't last year. He wasn't the priority. He is the priority now. That's something that he don't see as a recruit. He don't understand. Look, the past two years when they were recruiting him, they were recruiting him. We like him. We put a little pressure. But we ain't got to. We ain't got to spend. We you know we ain't got to do it all on you. But now, this your last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course, it's gonna change. You, you know what I'm saying? The relationships get a little more serious when you and the girl was dating. You know, you did a little something, but when she became your fiance, now you're planning a wedding. So right. that that's what he don't understand, and it, it may seem. And I'm not saying that it's not different, but I'm just saying when he said the younger guy, he ain't a young guy no more. He the old guy now. So he knows <laughs> like, the, the energy that the program that the coach oh, okay. brought. Okay, that's, that's okay. what I'm saying. It's more, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, it's tight. It's different energy. Oh yeah, it's tight. It's tight because it's going. They're going. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win, but they're gonna win. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying even the, even the game. Say if they go out and have a seriously. I'm gonna. This, this is realistic. If they go out and have a eight and four season, mm-hmm. it's gonna be different than the ten and two season that they had or whatever it was. What were they this year? Yeah, ten and, or uh, eleven, 11 ten and two. three, huh? Ten and three, yeah, yeah, ten and three. So if they go out and have an eight and 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 you know five season or or a nine and four, it's gonna be different because it's not it's not gonna be uh we sat there and got our butt kicked. No, you go out there and do everything you can to win the game. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna throw everything we have at you. And and if we lose with that, then we're gonna lose. But guess what? You're gonna play all the way to the end of the game and it ain't gonna be, you know, in the in the most important game of the season, the Georgia Florida game, I don't care how you look at it. In the Georgia Florida game, we're not gonna go out there and lay an egg. And if you do, you better be out there fighting and doing everything you can to win because you don't wanna come back. You don't wanna come back to Athens from Jacksonville if you're one of them players. See, that's right. the difference because it's gonna be it's gonna be consequences. Behind everything, there's gonna be consequences behind everything that done. There ain't gonna be no excuses about you know. Well, you know, I guess I didn't coach them up. Oh, they gonna be coached up, right? Right. Either they're gonna be coached up, or the coach is gonna be gone. And what I mean by the coach is gonna be gone, the assistant coaches, 
going to be out of there. That's these exactly guys, what I was going to say. Yeah, these other guys ain't never had this kind of pressure on them. Oh, it's real pressure now. You can, they can say what they want to. It's real pressure because mm-hmm. this guy is coming in, and, and he got an agenda on because this is his school, this is this is his state, and this is his team. And so he got to put a stamp. You know, you, you coming from under uh, uh, Nick Saban, and, and so everybody's saying, well, yeah, he's a great recruiter, what, what can he coach? Okay, now mm-hmm. he's going to out. You oh, he knows, he knows everybody's looking at him, can, can Kirby Smart coach myself? Exactly. He, he knows that's on him, and, and I, I don't know. I, it's it's, a, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to say different, and I I mean, I agree 100%. I, I keep saying it's going to be different. People ask me how, and I'm like, it's, a, it's hmm. hard to explain. Yeah, but you can't explain it. If you're a winner, you're a winner, and you do whatever you got to do to win. Yeah, and you and there's no pressure. There's no pressure on him. That's what right. they don't understand. He he don't feel that pressure, and he won't feel that pressure because he expects to win, and he expects his coaches to coach the way that he did. And if right. they don't, and if they don't, they'll be you know if someone signed multi year contracts. That don't mean anything. <laughs> you know your contract right. really don't mean nothing because we can go ahead and say, well, we'll pay you. You know, if he's going to say, look, this dude is jacking up. I got to get rid of him this year. We need to bring in somebody else. Guess what? They'll, they'll, they'll eat that. They'll eat that little bit and bring somebody else in because they know that this guy is not going to settle for anything less than that. Right. Especially especially in the era of the schools in the SEC made, what, $37 million just on right. the network. Right. You know, that kind so you, of thing. So you can't cry about the money because everybody sees it. Now the fans know, you know, you know everybody's made it public that look Georgia is like did the best job with their money over the past ten years. They mm-hmm. they spent no money. They spent no money and they gained all this money. They're worth more net worth more than you know the other guys because they didn't spend. Okay, now you want to win. Now you're saying you want to win. So now you have to spend. All that, all that X uh, SS you had, all that other stuff. Guess what? You need to put it out here. I don't want. You can't cry, pull them out because you, you, you know, it's 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 a fact. I saw it the other day that they handled their money almost better than anybody else in the country. Right. Hey, while we're, while while we're talking about this and how the staff wants to win and how they don't give up and how they won't lose, about uh, the kicker just committed to Georgia. That's yeah, easy, for man. 16, right? Mitchell uh, Watson or Vassan, however you say his last name. Yeah, Mitchell Watson. From Lassiter? From Lassiter? Yeah, the one that was committed to Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's easy. That's an easy I mean, that's just, that's just how it is, though. I mean, even in that, uh, even in the uh, winter workout video, and I know, I know it's just a video and, and they're trying it. to make it look that way and, yeah. you, know, it's, you know, the techniques they use and all that, but you could just tell it in his eyes. The way that he was coaching up those kids in that video, and the way his staff was doing it, I mean, you could tell in his eyes that Dude, that is different. You let, me tell. You, let me tell you something. You watch that video. Did you see the? You see who had the, that weight at the end? Did you see who the last guy was holding the weight over his head going? Them, them yards with the weight over his head. Was that Crowder? Hey, I'm telling you guys, they <laughs> Crowder. 
Tay Crowder is a guy you better watch. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care who they bring in or what everybody's thinking. I'm telling you, the guy can catch the ball out the backfield. He has shiftiness, and he's a big kid. Yeah. Man, I told y'all that. The man's from, the man's from Harris County. We, we don't do it any other way. Oh, that's what that's what you from? Yeah, we already gave you the free. We already gave hey. you Jordan Jenkins. Listen, the dude is, no, he he's serious though. I'm I'm talking about when I saw him at bowl practice, the dude is a lot different than the first couple of days you've seen it. You know, people saw him at practice. He is he's different, dude. He I'm gonna tell you who he reminds me of, but he's not as big. I and mean, this is the truth. He reminds me of Derrick Henry because they're tall but they their hips are are loose. They run the ball like they're like five ten, as far as being able to change direction. And it's cuts. It's not like jump cuts. It's cuts like he remind me of Marcus Allen. He's a glider. You know what I'm saying? He he can really run the ball, and it surprised me when I saw him. I was like, damn, dude has gotten, and he's to put on some size. And just think about being with this, being with this uh this group of guys that's working him out now. This the strength and conditioning people. How much bigger and stronger he may become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all working in tangent. And tell me this: does this does this statement hold true for for Georgia right now? Is if you're gonna if you're gonna get them, you better get them early. You know, you've always heard that statement about certain teams. I feel like that's kind of appropriate now for for Georgia as well. But but not no, not only early, but this year. Yeah, <laughs> so enough better. I mean, I honestly, you know, I keep seeing people, you know, they're saying eight and four or, or to ten and two again or something like that. But just looking at, I mean, honestly, I mean, we're already obviously talking very early, but I don't see a game on the schedule that I don't think Georgia should be at least competitive in, if not maybe first, even be a favorite. That first one's going to be kind of tricky. Yeah, because you don't really know what they got for one thing. But you, but I, you kind of do know what they got. Well, here's the thing, though they they definitely don't know what we got. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. You do kind of know what they got, and and this they, one thing, this one thing you can be for sure: if whoever's quarterbacking, whoever's quarterbacking, it's gonna be plays that can be made, but you're gonna have to get the ball out your hand because yeah, I'm telling you, dude, gonna be dialing it up because he he knows if if uh, what's his name back there the the uh Lambert's back there if you rattle him if you get him you going you know it's off now mm-hmm. if if Bryce is back there the same thing could be said by him cuz you don't know mm-hmm. and Ethan, so you you don't know so if they can get the ball out of their hand quick and them guys can make some plays oh it's going to be some big plays to be made later on in the game I'm I'm telling you right now if I'm North Carolina, I'm I'm blitzing every play every until play. you stop it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Every play, and you know, Tenzi could do it. Tenzi could do it. He he'll he'll try to bring it. He'll try to bring it. But uh, I mean, I think the first game will tell a lot. I mean, and I think Georgia gets down, and and maybe they you know they can fight it off and come back if they can win that first one. I'm telling you, if they win the first game. It could be ugly for a, a lot of people in the SEC. They could be better mm-hmm. than everybody thinks they are. 
especially if they get that confidence and they get the rolling and, you know, Kirby can go in there and look them in the eye and pump them up and, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, and, uh, you, I mean, you, you can point to so many examples. You just see an example of just the dude doesn't know how to not win. He just doesn't know how. It's not in mm-hmm. his DNA, whether it be recruiting. I mean, you see, I mean, just working his ass off and his staff doing the same thing, you know, coaching Alabama, going after recruits, going after recruits. And at, at a time when we're used to, oh, okay, we didn't get this one, so, you know, we'll, we'll get them next year. That's, yeah. that's not in their DNA. He he tells Shane Beamer to get on the road, find me a kicker and a punter, and don't come back until you find one. And, and we missed on the kicker, and normally we'd say, oh, well, we got Rodrigo Blankenship and Ham in, so, you know, we'll deal with them and we'll get a kicker next year. And now we we got the kicker that we didn't get before. I'm going to tell you this. I, I mean, if if you had a boss that worked like that, uh, you wouldn't mind working hard either. And, 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 and I'm just saying, and I know none of us have bosses that, that work like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know about you guys on y'all job, but I'm talking about just, you know, just put it all on. Well, I do. I I take that back. I do. I have I have somebody that really, she puts it online each and every day. She goes hard, and so it makes me don't want her to fail because mm-hmm. she puts everything on the line. And that, that's the example, man. When you got that kind of example, I, I mean, I don't see how. I mean, just for myself, and I, and I'm the. I'm the type of player that, you know, if you can't do it yourself or I can't see, you can't get me to do it by just saying do it. But if I see that you can do it or you putting forth that effort, then I'm probably going to run through that wall for you. And mm-hmm. this dude, like you said, well, this dude done. That is normally you'll take whatever the boss is doing to to another extreme. If exactly. I see the boss just sitting here saying, I'll go do this and go do that and just barking orders and kind of. Exactly. I mean, exactly. when it comes down to doing the work, kind of being lazy himself, I'm going to take that laziness to a whole different level. I'm like, well, if Jason, if Dre's just doing that, then yeah. I can get away with doing that much less. Exactly. Exactly. And so I mean, that's just how it works. Yeah, and these kids, and I think these kids understand, dude. Uh, I mean, the writing's on the wall, man. If you ain't going to produce, you're probably going to be out of the. You ain't well, be for- the other thing, it, it trickles down to the players, too. It's not only the coaching staff, yeah. but, I mean, it goes down to the players. The players see the coaching staff, and they're like, well, you know. No, that's, so what, that's what I was talking about. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, players are going to do the same thing. Oh, that's exactly who I was talking about. I was talking about the players watching the boss, you know, mm-hmm. and he's the he's the ultimate boss for them. And they they watching this and seeing that go on, shoot, they understand. Yeah, they, I mean, if my boss is like, Oh golly gee, well whatever, you know, we'll we'll make up for it, we'll do whatever then I mean that's the way I'm gonna think too. Yeah. That's the same thing we were saying with the basketball team. I, I mean I, I think new energy, you know, somebody with some intensity that's willing to say the wrong stuff to the other team, you know, to the other coaches, to the media, say some stuff that's controversial, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and make some excitement in the nation. Then you'll be okay. But when you're talking about, you know, okay, yeah, it's it's okay, and yeah, we'll get over it. I think uh, I should have done a better job. I want to hear. We know you should have done a better job. I want to hear that. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We want to know how we want to know how you gonna kick off in somebody's butt and make sure it don't happen again. Yeah, I, I well, should the, have. The good thing is, the good thing is, it don't it don't take as long to turn around a basketball program as it does a football program. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, I think he's got a great foundation to work with right off the bat, but he's bringing in. A new a new process, I think, to kind of elevate the program that he that he you know that he's bring that he's inheriting right now. I mean, there's a, like I said, there's a good foundation, but he he's going to put on that that penthouse on top of it. You know, what I'm saying hopefully it's kind of the yeah. thought process. You know, not mm-hmm. you know it's not going to be a whole we don't want to we don't want to show out too much kind of kind of mindset. I don't believe that you know there's no uh, uh, rings. Collect dust, kind of, kind of mindset, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've been, wa- I've been watching this recruiting thing, and listen, dude, dude is uh, Kirby is like giving everybody something to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about he, he got the top players in Alabama having to think the top players in Mississippi, the top players in Florida. You know, they getting these offers, and they having, and they coming down. They, they ain't just getting offers; they coming down. For these junior days, and they had like four of them in a row. They've been down every weekend, you know, and they coming down to see, and they coming down to hear, and they saying we like what we hear, you know. And so after after Georgia offers, then here comes Alabama, here comes Tennessee, or here comes somebody else to offer. But when they offer, when Alabama offers, Tennessee offer, Georgia ain't too far behind. Now. It's like the next hour, the next day, and they putting pressure on these kids, and they're not waiting to say. You know, you got to do this. And, no, they're saying, look, we, we, we've we already scouted you, and we, we're figuring that you're one of the best in the country, and we wanted that. And now these kids feeling a lot of pressure, man. Mm-hmm. They're feeling a lot of pressure, unlike, you know, and, and, and it's not pressure to commit. It's just pressure to know that if you don't commit, you know, your spot may be gone. Exactly. You might miss out. Hey, I got to skip out a second. I'll be right back. All right. Hey, I think we're going to wrap up, man. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, Jason, you got any, any final thought? I think that's a good good a stopping point as any, unless you got something you wanted to add. <coughs> no, nah, I think we're good, man. Yeah. Anything else? The only thing we didn't talk about was, uh, was D-Rob. Yeah, let's talk about that for just just a couple minutes. I mean, I mean, really, all it is is you know, Georgia gets the last visit, and which was, I still think it was done on purpose. Yeah, you, I don't think it was sides? big. Old D. Rob canceled on us, and nobody at Georgia knew about it, and everybody surprised. I, I think I think it was done on purpose, hmm. so Georgia could get the last visit, right? Who was it? Somebody was saying something about keep an eye out if the mom, or did I see that on, I'm not sure where I saw it, but somebody was saying keep an eye on the mom. If the mom goes, expect some big things, some big news, and if the mom doesn't go, it's going to be a, another. Yeah, if mom doesn't come, then it's just a thank you, visit, whatever. But mom, they, they said mom's coming and sister. In which his sister was supposed to enroll in Alabama A and M, but she didn't. 
And she, she, she runs track. Hmm. And and so now they're looking at going to the same school together. Right. And so all well, of them are supposed to be coming on this visit. Yeah, we take it? Kind of plan? I thought that was in the works for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they they had talked about it before. You know, when when the old staff was here, right. they had mentioned you know his sister coming with them and and all that. Uh, but then it ended up for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know any of any of those details. But she was she was supposed to enroll at Alabama A and M. Okay. But then she hasn't, and so it's supposed to be you know D Rob, the brothers, the mom, and the sister coming. Okay. Hey, they, they, now the kid, that kid, he's he's at the advantage in this whole thing because, like they said, he's probably not going to sign a letter of intent. He's going to sign a grant name, and mm-hmm. he still don't have to enroll until he, I mean, when he enrolls, that's the school you'll know where he's going at. So you can sign a grant name with somebody else and enroll somewhere else, they said. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy stuff about it. Yeah, and I think really the only thing you got to worry about him doing that with is uh, Panther. Yeah. Yes, if that if that SAT comes in early May, he's like, oh look, I made it. Then, you know, I don't even know if he'll take a visit up there if he just commit or if he, you know, or or what. But I mean, I, I don't think I think if he was going to go to Notre Dame or Alabama, he would have already done it. I, I just don't I, that that Stanford thing and waiting and getting it. And I understand going to Stanford, but God, oh, that's, I, I just feel like that's going to be a lot of pressure to get it and go and qualify that late and then choose to go to Stanford. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know I'll be looking at him funny when he come in because he barely got in. And I'm like, dude, you know what I'm saying? You better perform. You know, that just seems yeah. like a lot, of, a lot of pressure to get there, to, to keep taking that test over and over and over. Just to go there, and 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 when I say just to go there, that's that is a big deal. I'm just mm-hmm. you know I'm just saying as as a little bit, but uh, it's a it, it's a huge deal anywhere he goes. But don't you think it de- kind of depends on where he wants to live after playing you know any playing days or where he wants to live when he's making a, a you know in the in the business world. I'm just trying to figure. I, this is this is what I really want to know. I wish I wish someone can get this this out of him. Does he really want to go to Stanford? Does is that is that the dream school for him? Because if it is the dream school for him, I, I wouldn't even be upset if he went to Stanford. You know what I'm right. saying? If he waited right. waited around and went. But if it's not like if it's like the dream school for somebody else, and yeah. I go if I get the I go if I get the score. Then that's you know what I'm saying. That, I don't feel that. I really don't feel that, and I really don't feel that he's gonna prosper in that. As far as if his heart, if it's not his dream and his heart to go there, because it's been going on for so long with this thing. That I don't. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I would hate for the kid to get out there and don't don't do it. And what, 3, I, what 000, I mean is three thousand yeah. miles away from home is it's right. It's different, man. Yeah, it's different, man. And to send him out there and and just to know that he barely got in, guess what? The school is tough. The school mm-hmm. ain't just tough to get into. <laughs> See, that, yeah. that's the problem with the thinking. The school is just not tough to get into. It's tough when you get there. 
Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. If the, the SAT, yeah, if the SAT is that hard to get in, you you know, the, the, the get, the score, to get into it, what do you think the, the, the workload is going to be? Mm-hmm. So why now, does, you get, yeah. does Stanford have a, a quote-unquote program for athletes similar to Georgia Tech? Where, you know what I'm saying, like they kind of, you know, a lot of Georgia Tech athletes and some of the students take a lot of classes over at Georgia State. From what, from everything I've been told, I have no idea. There is a there is a course of you know certain courses that you take that that it works out more as almost like you're a transient student at Georgia Tech through Georgia State. So I don't know if there's a if there's something similar to Stanford that they kind of work with the student athletes, you know, to kind of to quote unquote keep them eligible kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But but my question is why would I I'm just being honest. Why would I wait this long? Why would I go to the, if they're going if I got to do that type of stuff? I, I mean, right, right. I, I don't know. Yeah. If I'm a student if I'm a student athlete and I qualify for Stanford, then that's where I'm going. That's where I want to go. That's where I'm going. But if I'm a student athlete and I struggle to qualify for Stanford, man, on my mind is Okay, I did get the score, but dude, bruh, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bruh, but I got to do this work when I get there. I got to do this work. (laughs) You don't have to do this work. I'm going to have to do this. And I'm just saying, man, it just don't feel, it don't feel like it's him. And I could be totally totally wrong. And like I said, your big brother looks out for you, and he may know the right – he know the best thing. I mean, he may think he knows the best thing, and that is the best thing if he can get there and get it done. But if mm-hmm. it ain't his dream and it ain't his love, three thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God, man! When you yep. could be, when you could be right up the road where the family, where mama, look, mama could barely make it there, you know, to Athens right. each time. So what what you think? How much more pressure is that going to be on her 3,000 miles away? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean he, he got to look at the, he got, you know, they need to look at the whole thing. I mean, yeah. the main thing is the main thing. And the main thing is, you know, get where he wants to go. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's hope Kirby can, can, answer everybody's questions and make sure that Demetrius can get the things done that he wants and the family can get done, you know, that they want Demetrius to do all at Georgia and, and all in Athens, you know, both his athletic and academic achievements can or goals can be can be accomplished in Athens. Let's hope that gets through to everybody and uh, we can bring another big-time kid into this class and, and get to work, get to work quick. Uh Man, you got any uh, anything you want to announce or anything? You don't try to have a camp coming up? Come. Calvin. All right. We won't worry about it. I think there's a, a camp coming up, uh, Savannah, and I think there's one in Brunswick, but I'll have him tweet it out for everybody. But, uh, Appreciate Calvin joining us. Appreciate Jason Harry Dog joining us. Give us a follow at Field ST Forum. 
Give me a follow at the real Dre across all social media. And a uh, little quick self-promotion. I've got a sports radio show starting Sunday morning, this Sunday, at 11 a.m. called The Game. Uh, my host, co-host will be Jason Bishop. Uh, I guess I have to, whenever, whenever I'm broadcasting, I have to have a co-host named Jason. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, give us a call. Uh, give us listen in on the iHeartMedia app on WGIG 1440 AM uh, here in Brunswick, Georgia. Um, it, it, we're going to just, you know, be a, a little broad-minded as far as sports because not just Georgia, but it'll be a lot of high school, a lot of college t- football, some pro football, things like that. Uh, maybe a little Braves baseball, see how bad they may be this year. Um, but yeah, definitely excited to get that that started Sundays at 11, the game on WGIG, 14.40 a.m. Give it a listen. It's on the iHeartMedia app, so uh, get a chance. Give that a listen. I appreciate it. Uh, but until next week, go dogs. See you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.